This is the Courier Talking Football. I'm Eric Nicholson and with me this week are Jim Spence and Sean Hamilton. Morning gentlemen, morning gentlemen. I, I, I don't suppose we'll date ourselves by saying it's nice and snowy out there, eh? That'll probably last for the week. <laughs> I dare say it will, eh? I'm looking for a yeti, a yeti out here. Oh, yes. like we've got about 10, 10 inches, 12 inches of snow up here in Burkill, you know, so football will be biting the loss everywhere, worse, I think. You, see, you used to see worse up that part of Dundee, aren't you? No? <laughs> a lot worse. <laughs> I see Alan Wilson wondering about it, aren't you? Indeed. That's a scary <laughs> sight. I see him occasionally. A DC, an, an in-joke there, sure, yes. Well, I'll... Uh, I'll not name him, but somebody, somebody in our office on Monday morning, as they put it, what a weekend, wins for Dundee United and, and St. Johnson, and Dundee didn't lose, there you go, I mean, I know, it's, uh, it's, it's there we are, technically, uh, technically a full house, just about or as close as we've got this season, anyway, I think we'll, uh, we'll start, boys, with the, uh, the team that needed it, needed that win most, I think, undoubtedly, Dundee United, wasn't it, guys, I mean, I think it was, it was all starting to go in one direction and going up to Dingwall I covered St Johnson up there recently and they've had you know Ross County have had a bounce they, they are a much better team under under Yogi Hughes than they were under Kettlewell that looked a really tough game on paper and Jim you, you've credit where it's due that's a fantastic result isn't it and just exactly at the right time a much needed one Eric a really much needed one I mean you know we were talking last week on the podcast about um, you know the, the, the wheels had come off the wagon with United to a great extent hadn't they you know they, 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 at that stage I think was it one win in, in 11 or something like that you know um, they really were they really were kind of you know the, the shine was was well and truly off despite the fact that you know they, they were still in a relatively decent position but the danger was getting dragged and sucked into that relegation zone so there was a couple of good things I think come from at one to three points, obviously. Shankland on the, on, on the score sheet for what only his fourth of the season. And Ryan Edwards getting a goal. I like Edwards. Yeah. I think he's I think he's um he's a useful um, member of that 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 squad and that team. He'd be in my team most of the time, I have to say, you know. So he was he was yeah. a really headed goal. So a, and just a lot the of overall came fight, Jim. The overall fight about yeah, them. That, 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 that's I mean, you know, I said that in my column last Saturday, Eric. I mean, the only you know, Mickey Mellon's got what he's got. He came in, he inherited I'm mean, fed up hearing myself saying this, but he inherited the squad. He's not been able to do much other than bring in the likes of it was at Bolton he brought in, you know, as one of his own, but you know, he's not really had a lot of room for manoeuvre. So he's inherited a championship squad. Mentally and physically, I think they were starting to feel the pace, which which uh, very often happens. You could argue they maybe punched above their weight. Take the take the quality of football out of it. That's that's frankly irrelevant to survival at the moment, you know. Um, but they were kind of, you know, they they were drifting away. You could sense that they were kind of drifting away, and they needed they needed to scrap, they needed to fight. And that's what I said. The only thing that was going to get them out of this was redoubling their efforts on the training ground. Looks as though they've done that. Looks as though they've well, we know that they've had, um, you know, harsh words were spoken in the dressing room uh, after one of the recent games, and and that happens in that happens at every level of football. It happens that you know, when when I played amateur or juvenile, it happened. It happens at junior. It happens right at the top level. They needed that. And uh, that, I think, gets them back on track with a, a good win at, at Dingwall, where, where John Hughes will, you know, will have undoubtedly inculcated a sense of real desire into Ross County. So that was a really good win. Sean, you can, I mean, we will drill in a bit more detail, but it just looked like a proper, it looked like a lineup when I saw the teams being announced. It just felt like a better team to me, you know, just players playing in their natural positions. We talk about these square pegs and square square holes, you know, they weren't shoot, they weren't, he wasn't trying to shoehorn Clark, Shanklin and McNulty all in the team. I just like the look of it. I like the look of the formation. I like the look of the players in it. And there you go. 
too. It, it's sometimes sometimes it isn't rocket science, isn't it, Sean? I, I I've got to say that I mean I think we've spoken in previous weeks. Well, actually, it was maybe last week when you were off, Eric, and when Ian was in. But it was we we did touch on that that apparent necessity to get all three of those players that you've mentioned mm. in Shanklin, McNulty, and Clark. Um, inevitably, within when you're trying to fit all three of them in, and and the systems that was being played, somebody's going to suffer because people aren't going to be played in the right positions. Mark McNulty spoke about it said, you know, I'll keep on doing it. But did make a point of saying, you know, I'm I'm better through the middle. So, I mean, as much as you're saying I'm happy to keep doing yeah. it, when you're also saying I'm better through the middle, well, that's kind of a key part of the message as well. We, we know which, what the message is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's harsh. It's a difficult decision to make. But, I mean, maybe maybe it is just the case that, that inevitably one of the three is going to have to suffer a wee bit. I think Nicky Clark was the one that complicated things, I think, because I don't think anybody would have expected him to become to have scored the, that ma- many goals, the yeah. main man as he was for a spell of a couple of months. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah, I think, I think, I think he's been the one that's, that's messed with the uh, sort of best laid plans that, that Mickey Mellon probably would have had when he, when he brought in McNulty. Yeah. 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 I, I, I would say so. But I mean, Going up to Dingwall and, and winning two 0 um, and comfortably so as well against against the Ross County team who do seem to have had a wee bit of a bump with John Hughes coming in. I don't I, I don't think it's one that any of us would have predicted really off the off the back of the results that United have been having. So I mean the the, the trick is that keep that going now because they were and and still. Kinda are in a position where if, if they if they slump if they slump back to where they were before, I mean they'll still they're still capable of being sucked into a dangerous place. Um, so it's about it's about keeping that coming now. It, whether that means going back to the kind of stubborn United side that won so many points towards the start of the season and just getting through to the end of the campaign, keeping your place in the league, and then looking at it again and saying what can we do from here. Um, because I mean, th- th- there haven't been too many fluid multi-goal wins this season, really, from United. That's kind of out on its own in that regard. Um, so it's 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 a case of wait and see what happens next. Really, Livy at the weekend. Um, well, at least their winning runs broken. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's a wee positive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Fuchs and Jim Fuchs and. Butcher again, another. That's another. You know, teams within teams. That's just that's just another common sense combination for me, isn't it? It just it just looks and feels right, doesn't it? Well, they're, they're both. I mean, I, I like Fuchs. Uh, uh, you know what, what I've seen him so far, John De Fuchs. Uh, I, I like. I mean, he's a kind of. You know, uh, 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 somebody said to me the other week, he's a kind of a poor man's Jimmy Gomez. We're having a laugh about it. The guy, the guy was a, a fan of his as well. I mean, I, I was a Gomez fan. Gomez had that lovely kind of symmetry about his play, a lovely mover. You know, we shimmy shuffle, give the ball away. Um, Fuchs looks uh, a stronger character, physically stronger. Um, he's a battler. He's a scrapper. He wins balls. His his little layoff to you know the. the way he stretched it to lay the ball wide uh, for the ball that went into Shanklin for the goal I thought was a thing a thing of beauty as well I mean I, I like him he's got a combative style I've not seen him well. I've not seen him in the flesh yet Jim so who yeah, I mean no, he's, he's, is, is he's, 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 
he, he, is he one? Is he box to box? Will he get up and down the pitch, or is he more? Are you, are you, is he more a sitter? No, physically he's a kind of you know he he's um a pocket battleship type um, Eric. You know he's got a kind of really good kind of squat physique about him. He's strong. He's pretty quick. I mean he's not lightning, but he, but he's pretty quick and he gets about the place. I think that's you know he's he's a busy busy player. You know he he kind of makes the runs and and he looks as though I mean he obviously had a wee bit of issue. He'd been out for a while. Uh, he looks as though he's kind of back to pretty much full fit. So he's he's a busy player, you know. So whether you describe him as box to box, I'm not sure, but he does his best work, obviously, in and about that that that, that midfield area, 25 yards either side of the the halfway line. And he's busy. He's in about people's feet. He's making tackles. He's winning balls, giving short, giving goes. So I think you know, along with Butcher in the middle, you've got a couple of you've got a couple of players there who will 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 win. Uh, will either you know win the ball or, or or retrieve it when they lose it. You know, I mean, kind of in gather it sort of thing. You know, so I, I mean, I think at the moment, you know, looking at that side with McNulty and Shankland up front, bear in mind that Clark can, you know, Nicky can console himself with a new contract that he's stuck in his hip after um, rumours of his departure <laughs> at Dens. You know, with his place on the bench, but McNulty Shankland up front looks decent, um, and Fuchs and Butcher in that midfield. I think, I think it was spoiling. Paul at either side of them, you know, with a bit of pace um, there from both. That, that looks a good combination um, for me. But I think the key thing for United is, that this. you know, this is not Barcelona, this is Scottish football. You've got to battle and scrap to win everything. And I think you want to put out your first 11, you want to put out your first choice team that will battle and scrap. And they did that. Um, at the weekend, and, and that was a really valuable point because Sean's right there. I mean, we're heading. We're, what are we? Five games away now from the split from for United. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're we're heading. I mean, and it doesn't have to say. I mean, I, I thought that top six was achievable a, a number of weeks back, but that the slide that they went on uh, makes it look highly mm-hmm. unlikely now. So what you what you need to do is you need to build up a big big points base to make sure you're as far away. I mean, let's be honest. Had they lost that one, you know, we're, we're saying there. You know, how, how big a game was it? Well, I think bluntly, had they lost that one um, at, at the weekend then there's a whole different complexion about things I mean yeah. they were going to you know we you'd have been bracketing the them with Kilmarnock wouldn't you really you'd have been bracketing them with as, as the team on the real slide aye that, that's right. You, you get sucked back into that whole thing. So I think it, it's really that was a really, really important win. Actually, it might it might become more apparent towards the the you know if, well once the, the split actually happens, just how important it was because they really need to dig those points. Um, um, you know, they, they need to put those points on the board. Now, had they, I mean, had they lost at the weekend, they were they were sitting still on on twenty eight points, and Aggies were on twenty with a couple of games in hand and still to play United. So all you know, all of a sudden. You're in a dangerous territory. Now, to me, it looks as though 11 points clear of Aki's, albeit Aki's have got that two in hand. And I'm singling Aki's out there because they look most likely to go down. Although County, they've got two games in hand over County and only three points behind them as well. And a mm-hmm. game in hand over, over Kelly, you know, who are only four points ahead. So it really is nip and tuck at the bottom there. And, and we'll be coming to Saints in a minute as well. But United and Saints have to make sure they get as many points on the board going into the playoffs to steer themselves away from that, that basement battle so they can afford to lose a couple if push comes to shove. Yeah, Sh- Sh- Shanklin, Sean, I mean, it was, I mean, that type of goal, um, I was, mm-hmm. I think it was more important than, than the St. Johnston goal, uh, yeah. purely because you, you, you see, you see where I'm going to go with this because it yeah, was dude. a, it was a typical strikers. I mean, the, the, the goal against St. Johnston's one that all, you know, people will talk about in, in 10, 20 years, but United need the fox in the box back, don't they? And, that, and there he was, 
I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was Shanklin the last season, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And it, it shows the value of having him in that area of the park and, and getting the ball in there, which is something that, that they've struggled with this season. And that's directly led to Shanklin not scoring as many goals. He's been having, well, feeling here that he has to drop deeper or pick the ball up. He's been drifting out wide to try and get involved in games. He hasn't been in the box when crosses have been coming in, if they've been coming in. But there you go, bang. <clears throat> clear, clear example of where he is most valuable for Dundee United. And you get him on the ball in that position. And he showed you at Ross County that he's got absolutely everything that he needs to put the ball away from there. I mean, it was great touch, lovely turn, great finish, boom, there you go. That's what that's what you want from Lauren Shankland. So, I mean, that, that should that should be a lesson. This is what Dundee United need to do going forward. Now, so the, the question will be, and we've discussed the, the difficult decision that must have been, you know, saying it to Nicky Clark that you're going to sit this one out, sort of thing. It, it, it's about maintaining that because that's again it's an, it's going to be another difficult decision this weekend do you say it again to him because he he has scored more goals than anybody else this season so it, that makes it quite challenging and again as as Jim touched on he's got this new contract too so it's a difficult thing to say to a guy who's who's been important for you this season that look we're at a point in the season where actually I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be using you but the evidence from Dingwall would suggest that certainly up there. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it worked for them. Yeah, I don't think you, know? you can you, you can change the team. Would you? It's just it'd be. I know that it's. I don't think all, so. I, 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 the, the logical thing to do would be as well. Go, lads. The logical thing to do would be right. You've done a job for me there, Saturday. You guys crack on, continue with it. Um, I mean, Mickey Mellon has changed his team a lot this season. It's and and he he would probably say that it's a. It's more about lining up to appropriately for the opponent rather than anything else. And that's a legitimate argument if you're a manager. I think he, he, he's kind of said that he's not... He's, he, mm, it was maybe earlier in the season, but I'm sure he said that, you know, I'm not I'm not beholden to a particular style yeah, at yeah, this point. It's just yeah. we, we, have to, we have to play what we've got. But in this case, I think you, you look at those guys who did a job in Dingwall and... You don't twist, surely you stick. Oh no! Listen, I mean, point. I mean, Jim, you could within the space of three or four weeks, Lawrence Shanklin. I'm not saying single-handedly, but you know, he could go on a wee burst of goals that takes United into that territory you're talking about. You <clears> know, <throat> and within the blink, you know, February could be finished. United could be all but safe just because Lawrence Shanklin's banged in four or five goals. Well, he, he, he could go on that wee, that wee run of goals, Eric, if he gets, you know, some of the kind of service that he got at the, the weekend. I mean, it was a lovely move, as I said, Fuchs wins the ball, goes and slides the ball through. I think it was at Smith, I think it was, wasn't it? He, he clips it in the box. And Shanklin was a lovely run across the two central defenders. If you're John Hughes, you'd be pretty pretty peeved at, the, you know, how easily they let him slip by. But that's what good, I think that's he what was. good strikers <laughs> do. Yeah, no, that's right. That's what good strikers do. You know, they, they, they kind of, they make the run off the shoulder, they time the run, he timed it beautifully. And it was a lovely fluid move. He times it, he goes by the two of them, a couple of touches, bang, and a, a neat kind of cute reverse shot across the keeper and into the net. Now, he had a couple he missed. Um, ones that I think last season he probably would have put away. You know, one <clears throat> was a heavy touch and he ran it through at the boards. The other one he ran through at one, you know, at his best. He'd been round the keeper and just tucked it away or clipped it over the keeper. He didn't. Keeper got... Um, 
you know, a touch to 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 rob them. But the key thing about strikers, I think, is when they're missing chances, uh, when their confidence is high, they'll score the next one that comes up. And that's what he did. He got three chances. He scored one of them. One out of three um, isn't bad. You'd prefer two or three out of three. But the key thing is he's on he's on the score sheet. And, and strikers thrive on co- the confidence of scoring goals. So if he's getting that kind of service, and, you know, the, the lineup that we've looked at looks to me more like the kind of service, uh, the, the lineup that will give him service. So it'll be intriguing to see just how they do against Livingston um, you know, at the weekend, assuming the game goes ahead with all the snow, because um, Livingston, you know, their record has been quite phenomenal. Um, and, 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 you know, although they lost 2-0 to Saints, what a good result that was. I mean, that, that could have been different as well, because they had their chances too at the weekend, and they, they, they'll, they'll not be a busted flush, that's for sure. We won only one defeat in, I think, 14 games. You know, they will be a, a very, very dangerous opponent at Tannadice on Saturday. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what what Saints did to Livingston in, in a wee bit, Sean, but I, I kind of have, mm. my theory about Livingston is, I don't I don't think it's, you can kind of compare it to the St. Johnson of 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 old, you know, when they were a, a bit of a surprise package in the top flight, or not a surprise package, but you know, but where, where, where they used to get these results, possibly partly out of a wee bit of disrespect from uh, from their opponents. I th- I th- my theory on, on playing Livingston these days is, Basically, you have to now treat them if you treat them like you would treat an Aberdeen, say, or and you you go into it and you think, right, okay, I'll take a nil-nil here and if and make them do the running and say, like, okay, come on, you come, you show us what you've got, you break us down because Livingston, I don't, I, I was never, I, I was never convinced. Well, when they were when when Holt was struggling as manager, I knew they were in a false position because they looked like the sort of best of the strugglers at that point. But then I, I was never, you know, thinking this is a team that's going into Europe either when, when they were winning, beating everybody left, right and centre and, and Davy Martindale was the, the flavour of the month, which he kind of still is, I suppose. He just got manager of the month, didn't he? Somewhere in between. And I just think that teams were treat, playing them thinking, oh, it's Livingston, we need to take the game to them. And I mean, I saw it, the perfect example was at McDermott Park when, Saints, ironically, it ended Saints long and the unbeaten run that went into the history right. books. It was just a game where you know one team tried to force it and the other team capitalised with a couple of set pieces, sorry, one set piece and one breakaway. And it was like, how, how did that happen type thing? And it's happened a few times. Te- teams look on Livingston as if we need to be the ones that make the running against them. Don't just say, like, come on, you show us what you've got. And... I don't think I don't think they'll cut you open if if they don't want to have lots of the ball. They want to they live for set pieces. They live for picking up on a you know a, a casual pass in midfield that, that they can intercept and spring on spring on you. So United United should be a team that's well made for Livingston in my opinion. If if and I think that's what will, I think that's what Mickey Mellon will, will probably do. I think he will go back to to stubborn United and say, come on, right. sh- well, show us what you've got. It's worked for them previously this season. So I, I don't particularly see the problem. I, I touched on this last week and I said that I, th- I felt like Mickey Mellon had had quite a, quite a raw deal through this because a lot of fans were kind of calling for his head and such during that, that bad run. And I don't I don't think he'd, he's done anything necessarily all that wrong this season, really. He's, he's, he's got what The Aberdeen 0-0, sorry, Sean, was, was the case in point, wasn't it? There was a lot of people were carping about that one. And you just have mm-hmm. to take that for what it is. I don't. I don't care what Aberdeen team is. 
you know, a nil-nil draw against Aberdeen is is a good result in the in the Scottish Premiership, yeah. unless you're Rangers or Celtic. Absolutely, yeah, you'll take it. So, I mean, if if, if Mickey Mellon does decide that, that that's what he's going to go back to this weekend, um, and if we if we accept what you're saying about an approach that might work against Livingston, then if he accepts it, then that's what he'll do, and that's fair enough. Uh, funnily enough, I think it's easier for a Dundee United to do that at home against Livingston with no fans there. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> because if there were if there were if there were five thousand United fans there. They would think it's Livingston. This we are Dundee United. Yeah. Yeah, because the because the groaning would start pretty quickly when it became apparent that that's that's how United were going to play it. And and, and that might have an influence on on how the game went, how United's players went. A lot easier for them with no fans there at home against Livingston if the, de- if the decision is made that this is how we're going to approach this we're going to be compact we're going to sit in we're going to invite them on and then we're going to see what they've got and try and pick them off with a set piece or a break the same way that they yeah. do what, much, I would, much what, I would say, what I would say though Sean and Jim is uh-huh. that you do have to I mean that it's it's relying on you being able to A. defend those set pieces very yeah. well and B. carrying a threat of your own which St Johnson didn't have and they do now, you know, that's that's a big change for St. Johnson. Jim, can, are you, are you conf- I mean, that's where, I mean, Ryan, that's where the Ryan Edwards goal, you know, kind of gives me a bit more confidence. Are you, have you got faith that United have the, the discipline and the sort of, yeah, the mental discipline to see out a game plan like that and, you know, get the better of, of Livy in the two boxes. Well, th- th- or would that worry what, you? No, that, that's that's why I was making the point last uh, last in last week's column, last weekend's column, Eric, that, that redoubling the efforts on the training ground. Um, you know, m- much is talked <clears throat> about. You know, the, the great wee man that, the, that we lost the no long ago, wee Jim McLean. You know, and the wonders he did at Tannadice. And, you know, how he was ahead of the game in many respects, a whole load of things that we've talked about before, diet, sports science, and all the rest of that. But the one thing that Jim did constantly was, that, you know, the, when I was at school, you didn't do gym, you did drill. It's like being in the army. Drill. You drill, 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 drill on the training ground so that it becomes second nature. And I think that's what you've got to do. Um when you're working on trying to de- trying to defend against a team like Livingston who are very good at set pieces, and of course with your own set pieces, you drill, 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 drill. You know, you go through that training reg- regime routine umpteen times until it absolutely becomes second nature. And you know that's whether you're attacking the ball from a set piece as Edwards did so profitably with the second goal at Ross County, or whether you're defending, whether you know you're picking up zonally, or whether you're marking man to man. Or, or in some cases, watching some of them are playing zonally and some of them are playing man to man. It can never quite work out. But you, you, you know, you've got to kind of hammer it into players. So that's that's what United, I think, will need to be doing this week on the training ground to address both those things: how to deal with the dangers from Livingston set pieces, making sure that they don't switch off even for a fraction of a second, because that's what's cost them goals at times this season, and making sure also that they profit from the likes of the the set piece that they scored the goal from. But with with Edwards, who you know, I thought took that goal really, really well. I mean, it's already well saying the challenge I mean you know I watched uh, some of my old colleagues at the Beeb kind of uh, laying into the Ross County defence uh, saying that they you know they, they, they didn't make the challenge you know the rest they were slack but I thought Edwards attacked the ball really well it was delivered beautifully in the area um, you know in, in the correct area and he delivered you know, delivered well and, and, and put away well so you've got you know you've just got to kind of work on these things constantly and you've got to work on them for a long time 
and 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 that's the way you prepare for a game like this against a side that are not necessarily a fabulous football playing side, but have a lot of strengths and you know and one of the main ones being their ability to hurt you with set pieces. And the key the key man before we move on from United, Sean, the key man for me will be Butcher because. Livingston, Marvin Bartley is, mm, is huge. Is, yeah. he, he's he's their main man, without a shadow of a doubt. And he he bossed St Johnson and set at least one of those in the, one of those two previous games. But he didn't. He had his quietest game of possibly. I mean, obviously, I've not watched all Livingston's game games this season, but he wasn't the main man on Saturday. And so Callum Butcher needs to have. How how often did we see Callum Butcher when he's He's one v ones in the I know in the middle of the park last season. I know it's championship premiership, but he needs to take you know if 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 he ends up getting the better of Marvin Bartley, I think you know he'll win the game. I, I kind of now that you've set it up like that, I kind of wish I was going. I'd like to see that. Mm. That would be potentially a good battle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I absolutely. But Bart, Bartley's absolutely massive for Livingston when they signed him from Hibs. Uh, a couple of summers back, it was um, a lot of Hibs fans actually that first season were saying, "Why on earth have we let this guy go?" Did they? Did they at the time? Yeah, I, they, uh... yeah absolutely. I mean, he was—he's a cult hero at Hibs uh, for the very reasons that he's been such a success at Livingston, and that he's a—he's a real hardy, uncompromising midfielder, but who's also got got a wee bit of class as well. So he's—he's. Uh, he's, he makes Livy tick, quite obviously, yeah. and, and you'll be the you'll be the dressing room leader. You'll be you'll be you'll be a real real important player for them. So oh, aye, pitch leader, you can you can hear. Oh, aye, you, you can you hear him in these closed doors closed doors yeah. games, you know. Yeah, so I mean, Callum Butcher, there's your job, son. It's uh, in one sense, it doesn't get any simpler, uh, and in the other, yeah. good luck, good luck. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if if, if Butcher can impose himself, and, and we've seen him do it before. So there's no there's no reason to, he certainly won't shy away from it. Again, butchers like like Bartley, we've we've all heard him on the pitch. He's he's a he's not shy. Uh, like you say, way. they'll both like that, won't they? They'll, they'll absolutely. Like the fact that it's a big it's a big one v one that one. They will, yeah. I suspect they'll both relish it. So I fireworks there, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't actually. I haven't seen the the St Johnson Levy game from the weekend all the way through. Um, but you sit on Bartley, shut him down. That that's a big weapon that Livy have got mm-hmm. taken away, basically. So I mean, if you're if you're Mickey Mill and you're saying to Callum Butcher, get out there and stop him. That's your job today. Well, there you go. A seam, seamless move into St Johnson there because <laughs> the man the man that did so well, Jim, and I must admit, when you we were talking at the start about, I, I was saying about how uh, you know I kind of felt reassured by Dundee United's team selection, and the the big worry for me with St. Johnson at Livingston was no Murray Davidson and we all know why and we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed he'll be back for the cup final. I'm sure you touched on uh, on the, the tackle and all the rest of it uh, mm-hmm. last week but not seeing him against Bartley and it being Liam Craig and you know I'm, I'm a big, big, huge fan of, of Liam. I did worry that just, just the, the physicality but Liam played him absolutely brilliantly and I think he he didn't get the man of, he didn't get the man of the match. We're going to talk about the fullbacks and all the rest of it, but there you go. There's there's a guy that's. I mean, it's been the most the most impressive thing for me with St Johnson's resurgence has been the way in which 
Callum Davis has been able to mix and match his uh, his midfielders. Um, you know, even taking Ali McCann out on the odd occasion to to rest his legs, and there hasn't been a a big drop off. And Liam Craig hadn't started a game there for for a good few weeks. Jim comes in and gets the better of Marvin Bartley, and probably you know, apart from play, apart from playing Rangers, the toughest fixture at the time, wasn't it? Livingston away, without a shadow of a doubt. I, I, I mean, I, I'm a Craig fan. I mean, I'm, I've long been a, a Liam Craig fan. I think he's a he's a fine player, and and I think it was it was an exceptionally good performance because Livingston. I mean, we know that we know it had to come to run uh, the, the run had to come to an end at some stage, but you still take somebody. We've been saying to do that for it. weeks, you know. And nobody ah, was yeah, doing that's it. That's right, yeah. and it still takes somebody to do it, you know. So I mean, the two. I mean, you know, you know what? I've gone back and, and I've watched that that Tanzer free kick about fifteen well, you like times that one, now. Don't you? It was just—it was terrific. It was, ter- and I'm—I'm I'm actually still trying to work out whether he got it up and over just right at the end of the wall, or whether it went over a couple of players inside. I, I, I really need to kind of—I need the slow mo facility to do it. But it was a you don't often see them kick. dipping almost on the no. line because it wasn't even it was right near the, the ground, top eh? corner. Yeah, and, yeah, and incredible, was... incredible skill. And uh, you know, and, and the thing is, uh, the, the keeper was just—I mean, I, th- I think uh, you know—I heard the, the Beeb commentator saying he was, he, he was rooted in cement. It was just such a beautifully taken. I am. Always looks kick, bad, doesn't it, know? when a keeper doesn't go for it? But I mean, I'm I'm not one that cares, you know. If he knows he's <coughs> not getting it, what's the? You're, oh, it's pointless. You're for the I mean, cameras, it ha- you know. <laughs> so quickly, it was him down so quickly. There was there was no way he was going to get it, you know. But the, but again, the danger and and, and Rooney with a fine goal as well. So after 51 minutes, you're thinking Saints are are, are in cruise control here, and yet you know when Pittman pops up seven minutes from the end, all of a sudden it, it, it's a big sweat. But I think, you know. Uh, I, 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 st- I still think Saints should have had more at the season than they've had, Eric. Oh, you know that. I mean, in terms in terms of quality of their play, I mean, we're, 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 you know, we're, we're now looking at you know two sides from this area or kind of nip and tuck with each other uh, in the league. For me, man for man, Saints are the more creative side. They're probably the better side. Uh, you know, the, should the, be fifth the, or sixth. They should. Yes, they should, they, they should, they should be, be where Livy are. But you get in the game what you, you get in the game what you deserve by and large. That's uh, th- those are the essential facts. But I mean, I think there's a couple of things that have happened. I mean, there's no doubt that Callum is prepared to kind of you know um, switch about. You know, at the start of the season, if somebody, somebody said to me, "May will be on the bench regularly," or Halloran will be on the bench with his with, with his pace. Mm-hmm. Conway will quite often. Call me in and out. Yeah. Conway with his age, you know, um, you know, use him wisely and sparingly, perhaps. Uh, but you know, I'd have thought, well, surely not. But but yeah, he's done that, and I mean, he's brought in Melamed. Now, you know, several times on this program, uh, on this podcast, we we wondered about uh, Melamed. You know, would there be any actual efficacy in Signing the player, you know, he'd he'd come here. He'd oh, we didn't see him. Bunk, we didn't see him for bunk, three months. Bunked in know? a hotel for you know for goodness knows how long, trying to keep himself fit on a uh, on a stationary bike or something like that, you know. But what what that'll a be you in the next signing. few weeks of a snow yeah, stage, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, what a fine signing he's turned uh, to be. And then of course you've got you've got you know Wotherspoon, who again is an accomplished um, uh, player, you know, young young McCann in the midfield, who you know I, I think we all. Have, predict great big things for as well so you know and, and Kane Kane leading the line Kane's an enigma to me you know he, oh, that, that is the one you that's the, that was the one I would have I would have said would have been the hardest to predict there's no way if, if somebody had said to me when Chris Kane only had he only had a short term deal uh-huh. for a few months through to through to Christmas originally he was one of the three that, be, that got six month deals so if you've got so you had Callum Hendry who scored yeah, around about no, ten. I can't remember the exact number uh-huh. last season. You had Callum Hendry. You had, you had there. You got your Sean. You had Guy Melamed. This the deadline day signing. You had Stevie May. 
and you had Chris Kane. And the one that has been the constant over the last two or three months has been Chris Kane. It's, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a real credit to him, but it's also a credit to a manager that, that sees what's in front of him, you know, and, you know, doesn't, doesn't pick by reputation. But it's, you're right, Jim, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have predicted a few of the sort of plot lines of the Saints team a couple of months no, ago, I, would you? I, I think the, the, the thing is, like, I mean, we, you know, we're in the fortunate position by comparison to fans. Fans see their team on a Saturday or a midweek <clears throat> or on a telly. You know, we, 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 we can go over and kind of take in training and watch training and all the rest of it uh, and watch players. But the key thing is that's the, that's the manager's day-to-day existence. So the managers see things in training that, that you know, we don't, that fans don't. They, 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 they pick up from around the kind of, you know, from the dressing room, from the culture at the club, um, the way players are handling and things, the mentality of players and all the rest of it. And Kane has has done very well. And 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 Callum, I mean Callum has, has kind of really grown in, I think, in this first season in his own in his own kind of, you know, his the big step up to management on it on its own. I think he's gonna already showing um, signs that he's going to be a fine manager in terms of the way he deals and, is, uh, and we're, we're not seeing any fallout that's the other thing I know it's not a big squad that Saints have got we're not seeing any fallout we're not seeing any big kind of major ego tantrums or anything like that. I'm not yeah, playing him in the half you know? going, it's, it's coming back to what we were talking about with the keeping it the benefits of a small squad because he's, he's he's keeping them all they're all getting I know that Stevie May will want to be the starting striker there's absolutely nothing nothing more certain mm-hmm. But Sean, he's he's keeping them interested, isn't he? It's they're all there's none of nobody's getting cut adrift when the, and the only one that was is now Aberdeen. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah. We well, that's a podcast of it. That's a podcast all of it. It's a. I said. I think I described it on last week's um, podcast. The uh, Callum Hendry situation as a confusing one. Uh, <laughs> yes. I stand by that. Very odd. But there we go. Um, Chris Kane. Watching the highlights from Livy there, to me, <laughs> kind of summed him up, that performance from what I've seen of it. I mean, how many free kicks did he win? In, oh, he's brilliant. I've, I've said this for, for seasons. He just he's, I've never known a player quite like him. Very intelligent. I've never known a player. But, you know, on, on our patch recently, I mean, he, he yeah, he just wins. He just gets his body in the right position and he just... He, centre-halves fall for it time and time and time and it just gets Saints up the pitch. It's And you absolutely. can see why managers love it. You know, it just relieves pressure. Brilliant. Absolutely. It, I mean, it, yeah, it, it's a dual role because it does relieve pressure when it needs to as well. But in other, in other times as well, it, it gives us great dead ball situations. I mean, us again, I keep doing that. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, it, it gives great, great attacking dead ball positions. And, and now... But certainly on Saturday, and I mean, you can also say at the at the semi final and what have you. We're starting to profit from those, whereas earlier in the season, for whatever reason, there was never any, hardly ever any profit coming from those situations. Um, so incredibly valuable to a team like St Johnson, Chris Kane, uh, when he's playing like he is at the moment, and he's one who's he's always kind of split opinion amongst the supporters who'll say that oh, he doesn't score enough and that's something you could level at him I don't think anybody could argue with that I mean we, there was an example at the weekend there against Livy where he'd uh, he'd got on the ball outside the box dropped the shoulder <laughs> went to beat a man and then absolutely spooned it into the stand miles wide the finishing was was way off so I don't think anybody could say that, that that's his strong point but my god he's got other ones and he's very, very strong there. Um, so 
for a team like Saints, oh, he's, he's if absolutely he invaluable. If, he, if he's finishing matched his, the rest of his play, yeah. Saints would have another George O'Boyle on their hands. Let's face it, you know that's absolutely that's where he'd be at because I think he's the best that Saints have had at doing that, doing the hold up play, winning the fouls, and all the rest, the link up stuff since George O'Boyle. And I'm trying to think of you know Steve McLean's a different type. He could do it as well. You know, it's a sort of smoother type, but of that sort of physique, you know, and you can you can picture George O'Boyle. You know, shoving his shoving his backside into defenders mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. That's you know, that's that's what he did to Bob. Some of us can remember Henry Hall. <laughs> well, there you go then. <laughs> cut from the same cut from the same cloth, Jim. <laughs> well, Henry was a great wee player. Henry was terrific at that. He was good, probably a bit quicker yeah. than Kane, you know. But uh, no, Henry was a magnificent player, you know, in that uh, that great Saints side with Pearson and Connolly. But you know, a really really lively I mean, for the size. It was my he was my, my, my both my boys. He was the gym teacher actually uh, at Moneyfield High, but at Tur- a terrific player, you know. Um, yeah, great but no, I mean, Kane, 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 that's right, one of the one of the great comers in Scottish football. Um, no, I mean, Kane, Kane is a, is an enigma. If he scored, if he scored more, um, he'd, he'd be playing at Liverpool, I think. You know, <laughs> no, he, he's he's done brilliantly, and, uh, and yet, you know what? With all of that, having said all of that, the problem is Saints still find themselves a point behind United. The games. Oh, the games they're not played. smoking. That, they're not know. smoking a cigar. You know, absolutely no, anything no. but. But just before we move on from Saints, Sean, I, th- I think one of the, and it just it just came into my mind again when I saw that we were all, all raving about Danny McNamara and rightly so. I mean, he's 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 a quality quality player. He's of his type, you know, the wing back type, who is a technique, you know, he'll play the tight we one twos and around the box, just barely waste waste a pass. Lovely lovely control, head up football. Athlete, just been given a new things. contract at Millwall. He's just eh? been given a new contract at Millwall straight into the team. And he's doing great. I mean, it's brilliant. A, a, a loan—he's the best advert for a loan signing from an English club you could possibly wish for. A guy that comes with an absolute spot-on attitude, invests in the club, does his thing, goes back. Everyone's a winner type thing. But here's the but: Saints. Are, you could certainly make the case that Saints are a more effective team with Sean Rooney in it than they were with Danny McNamara. Because yeah, purely he, because he's, I mean, he's stylistically they're chalk and cheese. You know, John Rooney is, I mean, he's he's just a huge unit, powerful, eh? batters up and down, and a di- totally different style. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't, you wouldn't be playing neat wee triangles round fullbacks and stuff with, you know, at the edge of the box with Sean with Sean Rooney like you would with Danny McNamara. I can imagine Danny McNamara and the Rondos at training compared to, to Big Sean would be a bit different, but. What he's, he just he gives a he gives that crossfield ball that you don't get with Daniel McNamara. He's popping up the back post and the set piece threat, and all of a sudden it's like it's like this one extra six foot plus body has has made the difference. You know, b- between Saints being a, a a team that carried very very little set piece threat into one that now looks like it's getting goals regularly for them. You know, it's 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 quite incredible. Yeah, there's definitely a case to be made for that. His his, his directness and his um his power down that right hand side have really really given a different dimension to St Johnson since he's come into the side, and goals as well. Let's not forget that uh-huh. he's he's, mm-hmm. he's popped up. Well, the weekend they popped up the semi final. Big headers. goals. I mean, he's choosing big goals. Yeah. I mean, he scored the Absolutely. one in the quarter final as well, so he doesn't waste them, does he? But that's <laughs> it. And funnily enough, he, he, I think I read. Or, or either read or saw, I can't remember which it was, him being interviewed about uh, his strength in the air, and he was playing it down. He was saying, no, no, it's something I want to get better at. 
And that's that's another thing that's kind of yeah. that St. Johnson fans have enjoyed about him. I think is he's, well, he's a different he seems, character. He's he's, he's yeah. a one off. That's for sure. He's kind of a, absolutely. A I think they've lad. they've enjoyed his his interviews and the way he speaks and uh, and it's quite an entertaining lad. And Jim um, and Jim, you were talking about Henry Hall. He's related to to Benny Rooney. Yes, he is to, to the great Benny Rooney. That's right. How, how on earth did St Johnston keep that one under wraps? Did, did, I mean, did he, <laughs> didn't he start his youth career at United as well? I think didn't he? he? Did. Yeah, he did. Mistaken, you know, yeah, yeah, you're a, few, right. a few seasons here. Um, but I, that, that, I have to say, I was as surprised as anyone because Benny Rooney, of course, I'm talking there. You know about the the, the whole Pearson, uh, um, you know, Connolly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, trio, Lampy, but Benny Rooney, of course, was a great, you know, a great Saints uh, legend. As well, Mucker Stewart Cosgrove will now testify, you know, fabulous player. Um, so that, that that was one. I was as surprised as anyone when that uh, when that one came out that he was uh, was Benny's uh, his nephew, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, great, great. I think he's his great uncle. Great uncle, is that what it is? I hope I've not got that wrong, but I think that's what it is. But no, I mean, Rooney, I mean, he's a big lump of boys. You know, six foot three. I mean, I always liked him. When I, when I saw him in a couple of seasons, uh, you know, I, 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 when I saw him... James McPake wanted him when Saints got yeah, him in I, the, the pre-contract. A, a, a real handful, you know, and, and, and lots to his game. Uh, and if, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's great when players talk about wanting to improve themselves. In the air and other that's great. It shows that he thinks he's still got a fair bit to um, to, to learn in the game. You know, I mean, he's, he's no, um, you know, what is he, 20, 24 now, I think, uh, Rooney. So he's got a long, long career ahead of him, you know, um, and learning all the time. And I think he's, he, he, you know, the, the, you can see with the impact of the goal at the weekend, what the, the, the kind of potential that, that he's got. So, you know, that 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 is one that, that looks uh, as though he will be a kind of a regular part of that Saints side for the future. He's not going to be dropped out quite easily, I don't think. Well, the old manager's back, Sean Tommy Wright. He's he's got himself he's got himself a job. What do you make mm-hmm. of the what do you make of a Tommy's decision to to sort of to return straight into a relegation battle? What's your what's your, what was your gut instinct when you you heard it was going to be Kilmarnock and it, it was it was it was going to happen? Uh, first reaction was delight because I had him on at six to one. <laughs> to get the job, I think you could have got even more of that. One point, Sean. Sorry, I don't know. Well, six. No, I got six. Was actually that was the the. I think it was the same day that Alex Dyer left. So that was that was right at the start of the market. Anyway, it wasn't with any insider knowledge. It was just a. It was just a feeling, and a similar feeling that I had when the Motherwell job came up. That when you me, lost, he's, when you he's lost the, the obvious. Yeah. I, did, I did lose that one. I think <laughs> I gave a duff tip to Jim as well. I went. Sorry. Spence Junior still not speaking to me for it. You know. <laughs> I do apologise. Twenty quid down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've just had a, I've had a feeling that he's we're going to get investigated for something. We're going to get investigated for something here. Bring it, but bring Carry it on. on. Yes. You had yeah. a feeling, Sean. Yeah. I had a feeling, and I did for Motherwell too. That, that he's he's surely he's the obvious candidate for any club in the Scottish Premiership outside of Rangers or Celtic. Aberdeen would say no chance as well. I'm sure because of the not not necessarily the people in charge, but the fans wouldn't like it very much. But that's their problem. Um, he's the obvious one for for any club in Scotland to go for. I think so. So it was only a matter of time until he until he fancied one. Um, Motherwell obviously didn't he, didn't he quite go his way. I was. I mean, Motherwell made the decision with Graham Alexander. That, fair enough. I'm surprised by it, but fair enough. Um, Kilmarnock, as far as I'm concerned, made the right decision. And they've gone for a guy who will sort them out. 
And has, yeah, so it's you, a, diff- you it's a difficult. You convinced of that? Um, has Tom? I'm, I think I'm 100 percent sure that Kilmarnock have made the right decision for Kilmarnock. Yeah. Has Tommy Wright made the right decision for Tommy Wright though? That's that's kind of what I'm not worried about. But you know, I I think it's a bigger job than a lot of people might think. I, I mm-hmm. you know I think that's. I must say I must say I do think Mother Motherwell felt like a better fit to me. Um, that Kilmarnock doesn't necessarily feel that no transfer window yeah it's it's a tough one but I mean I do think I don't think Kilmarnock are going to go down this season with Tommy and I do think you'll 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 keep them up and then the interesting bit will be what happens in the summer and and he's I mean he's talking he's saying all the right things as of course he will because he's a savvy man as we know so I mean he's talking about building in the summer and turning the turning the team into something that the fans can be proud of and packing out rugby park and all that stuff that they want to hear. Um, I, I I think they'll you'll get them to a point where, uh, but certainly that they're safe this season and then next season it's about how much how much money they've got really, isn't it? That's what a lot of this yeah. comes down to. Um, that that will be a big factor. But Tommy, if, if there's not a lot there. Uh, <laughs> It won't be an unusual situation for him, William, because he's 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 used to he's used to working with a, with a tight budget, isn't he? He's used to working with a tight budget, Jim. But I don't know if he's used to working with, with a squad that's quite as uh, it's a right mishmash of a squad. I mean, it's yeah, not a, it's, it's not a squad that appeals to me. Put it this way: so he's going to need he's going to need all of his management skills. He's going to have to drop on them all, I think, to to keep them. I, I'm like Sean; I think he will keep them up. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be. He's got. A, he's got his work cut out there. Well, he's, he's got two <clears throat> two jobs, and the first one and the main one is to keep them up with the season. Now, I mean, you know, they're sitting there <clears throat> in a pretty perilous position. I mean, they've they've you know they're on twenty four points, four points better off than Hamilton, but Hamilton have got a game in hand over them, so that could be narrowed quite quickly. Um, they're only a point ahead of us, who've got a game a game more uh, than them played. But you know th- that said, they're only a point behind Motherwell, albeit with a game more and. Only a, only six points away from Saints with it with you know a game less played, so <clears throat> it's it, that's indicative of how nip and tuck it is at the bottom there. I think the key thing is um, you know for Tommy is he is an organizer more than anything else. He, he organizes teams. He knows um, how to set teams up. He knows how to organize them. He's not got a great deal of time. We're quite close to the split. Um, now the split doesn't matter for Kilmarnock because we know where they're going to be. They're not going to be in the top six, so you know. But but what what he needs to do, I think, before that is to try and get as many points on the board as possible. Now that will that will not be easy because they're a side who you could argue they've been massively uh, uh, underperforming, and there are, there are certain players about the place that I do like. Um, <coughs> Dicker and Power always intrigue me. Whether they're the powers that they were, if you'll pardon the I was going to say, I think people <coughs> uh, speak about them as yeah. sort of the, yeah the player of, of a year or two years mm-hmm. ago. You know, but uh, that, that's right. I'm, I know, I know, I know what you mean. There's... Well, they, they were players that you would have looked at just a wee while back and thought, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. they're a couple of really useful players to have in the squad. But you know, they, they, they've kind of you know whether ages against them, whether off the boil. Who knows? I mean, that's where managers, um, you know. 
earn earn their kind of you know earn their corn. Um, you, you look around and you see what's he got you know on the bench. Well, he's got likes of Chris Burke or you know Ross Milne and players like that. Uh, uh, Big Malumba. Uh, he's he, you know he's got to get them organised very very quickly. He's got to let them understand very very quickly what it is he wants them to do and get them organised. We go back to what we were talking about earlier on with United. Drill, 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 drill. He's going to have to be working at that every day on the training ground. The great thing about Tommy is he knows the Scottish game inside out. Um, I mean, he's gone to a good club. I mean, Kilmarnock are a fine club. They've got a terrific, terrific stadium. I'm not sure about the plastic pitch right enough, you know, but, um, uh, you know. I'm not sure got, Tommy will be sure about it either. either. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, well, indeed. Well, you know, he's, unless he's got a deal that he can rip it up. I mean, he, here's the thing. Historically, actually, before they built the, you know, they rebuilt the stadium, Rugby Park, when it was a big, wide-open, cavernous place that it yeah. was, um, had arguably one of the top three, I would argue, surfaces in Scottish football. It was a magnificent surface going way, way, way back. Um, but it's not now. We know that. Um, but the key thing is how he organises this, this group of players, how he organises this squad that he's got at his disposal. And he's not got a lot of time to do that, but he's not... He's not in a desperate situation. It's not a good situation, but they're not, you know, it's not as though they're sitting there marooned at the bottom, nine points adrift or something like that. They're, they're you know, there's a relative equ- equitable situation there. You know, you, you've got uh, four four clubs basically separated by five points between, uh, you know, Ake's County, Kelly uh, and Motherwell. So basically, I think the key thing for them is to make sure they certainly don't end up bottom and automatically relegated. And I think you can do that. Uh, the other key thing then is to make sure they don't go into playoff place. Um, and I think he's capable of doing that, um, even with the squad that, that he's got. But, the, the, you know, the league table never lies, Eric. We know that. 17 defeats um, along with Ross County. Those are the two worst. Uh, five on the bounce league. as well, I think it is. Like yeah. That, he, he, so he's, he's, got a, he's got a tough, a very tough task there. Yeah, well, there you are. Jim mentioned playoffs. So that's us moving into the championship. And I'm uh, I'm loath, I'm loath to put. The preview I Dundee game, eh? Cause, oh God, yeah. What's it. the point? Eh? What's the point? <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> We're not going to be off anyway. <coughs> Whenever we get one on, <laughs> don't, don't turn off now, Dundee fans. But well, the Ardenfeldner fans, it's oh, it's incredibly frustrating this business for Dundee. I mean, I was looking at it there. I think they've played. I've had two two league games since they beat Hearts. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what do you do with that? Really? I mean, with the best will in the world, you, you know. No one, no wonder Dundee struggled to build momentum. It's 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 the definitive stop start, isn't it? More stop than start. I mean, incredibly frustrating for Dundee this, and and it's putting you can't really get a handle, can you, on on playoff places? I mean, you can get a handle on who's top and who's going to win the league, but you, you you cannot get a handle on how you know how the chasing pack are going to sort themselves out yet, can you? No, it's a real momentum killer, uh, and it's it's not of their own doing, which will be. The greatest frustration about it. Um, I mean, if you're if you're James McPay, I mean, I, I, I've read his stuff that's in the papers this morning, and he's been very cool and collected about it. He does admit to a bit of frustration, but he's you know he's just saying what what are we supposed to do? There's nothing we can do. They're training indoors. They've lucky enough to have lucky access to the yeah. yeah the regional performance center at Kid Park, so they're in there. He was saying that they were in an Orium the other day in Edinburgh too. So there's obviously. A few places that they can go to to get some training sessions in, but not having games, game after game. Oh, that is that is a real real momentum killer. That because they were they were in a really good place. There was the the draw at Arbroath, which sort of 
wasn't the worst result in the world, but it wasn't great, was it? Um, and they, they'd want to bounce back from that quickly, and they end up getting a tanking off Wraith Rovers, and now they've, they've no way to get that mm. out of their system. So, thought, oh, actually, getting back to that, Sean, I don't, I'm not going to let you go. About, did you not say they were going to win six in a row? <laughs> I said seven after, after the Arbroath draw. Oh, it's seven. <clears> off. <throat> I said seven. <laughs> well, listen, uh, with my prediction record, I'm not laughing yeah. at you, Sean. I'm not laughing with my prediction record. That's for sure. Um, no, but, but, but yeah, it's, it's uh, Dub <laughs> Ferland. Hopefully, Dunfermline at the weekend for Dundee, Jim. And that's another, it's a tough one to go straight back. Although, having said that, Dunfermline's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed with Dunfermline, I have to say, because I I thought this would be a different season after the start they got. And now, we're kind of seeing the same. It's, it's like it's like the Dunfermline of the previous two seasons. What they, they go and they win a big, they win a big local derby against Wraith Rovers, win it well, then... Lose at Arbroath. I mean, that is that is that is typical Dunfermline, isn't it? Or, well, or fair, was but, typical Dunfermline? Yeah, a, a fair play to Dick Campbell. I mean, great win for for Arbroath. Oh, yeah, no of course. Like that. Um, a fine win for uh, for the Lichties. Um, but Dunfermline are full time side, big squad, a lot of good players in there. By looks, uh, and, and it's that classic, it's that consistency thing, isn't it? You know, I mean, the you know the, uh, after what was a really scorching win uh, against Wraith in the Big Five derby, you think to yourself. Are, are they about to kind of just embark on a, a wee run there, you know? Um, but no, you know, lost the hearts before that. Two, drew, two wins in 11, Jim. Yeah. yeah two wins in right. 11 for Dunfermline. Draws against there, draws against, draws at Morton, draws at Inverness, you know? Um, it, it, it's just, it, it's not promotion winning form. That's that's a key thing. Well, I mean, you know, we talk about promotion winning form. Let's, let's be blunt. We all know, we're pretty certain that hearts are going to run away with this league. It's a shortened league. We know that. They're way, they're way ahead of everybody else at the top of that table. They've got a, a, a 12 point lead over uh, Wraith. I, I don't think Wraith will have the size of squad or a depth of squad to, to match them over a piece. So, you know, this is about playoff place. Now, you know, th- th- that's going to be, I assume, between Wraith, Dunfermline and Dundee. Th- those are the three, I think, that, that probably got the strongest uh, strongest squads at this stage in the game. Um, but, you know, you, 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 you want to build momentum. Momentum is, I mean, it's, it's just a word, but it's an important word in football. You know, just as players live for game day and you can't replicate it in training, you can replicate getting on, getting on a run, getting wins under your belt and all the rest of it. And it affects the confidence when you're not getting it, when you've been on this long run and you look at your wins column and, uh, you know, and it hardly, it hardly, make, hardly marks the board. So it's really been disappointing. Um, for for Dunfermline, as it has been for you know, I, I, I'd argue less so for Wraith with, with the kind of finances that Wraith will have by comparison to Dunfermline and Dundee. It's been enormously disappointing for Dundee and Dunfermline, both in terms of results and from Dundee's point of view, the stop-start nature of the season so far. And I think that's going to impact on them. Yeah, I mean, are you getting any sort of handle on who's going to be? the strongest who's going to be the the best of the rest because we're, we're all letting hearts go now i'm presuming I'll speak up now if you're not sure if you see another if, if you're still seeing the seven game winning run no it's a peg well no hey we've lost we've lost the first one so let's say the next six they'll win them <laughs> okay, i'm so, keeping the faith so um hearts should win the league for sure and and dundee should finish second i think and I don't think I'm unduly putting pressure on James McPate by saying that. No, because I still think you're right as well. I think they should. I mean, the yeah. I mean, come on, they've got. I mean, you would have talked talked about it last night, but look at that. I mean, it wasn't deadline day signings, but good grief! Look at the, the look at I the know. players they've got yeah. up front now. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's no doubt in my mind that they, they should be strong enough to finish second. Um, 
the problem is with, the game, with these games going off. I mean, on one hand, it's a momentum killer. On the other hand, they're kind of storing up problems for down the line as well because they're going to end up with potentially a hell of a lot of games to play in, in a relatively short period of time. Going into hopefully playoffs as well, mm. you know? Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know how, how taxing the, the, the playoffs can be, especially if you don't finish second. You're, you're really going to struggle because it's a lot of games that you're going yeah, to Yeah, another, another thing... Another thing, Sean, I think it's changed. My, I've changed my opinion from maybe say two months ago as to I, I, I was starting to think this might be a good season to get the second bottom team in the in the Premiership. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, because I thought Ross County and Hamilton would be would get would get cut adrift, and it would be you know either either one or t'other in the playoffs, and it'd be a it'd be a really good chance for the Championship team. <sighs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not I'm sure. Kind of. Ro- I'm rowing back on that one a bit now. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think it's 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 ever it's ever easy for the for the championship team. I think the odds are stacked against them in every occasion, and and doubly so if you don't finish second, because it's just it's such a crazy schedule. I, I think Sean Sean makes a point there. I think you're right. Dundee want to be finishing second too, for for all the reasons that he's that he's mentioned. This this I think is where the size of the squad um, becomes hugely important now. I mean, he's signed in McMullen. He's got a player with width, with pace, who can assist, who can take a goal as well. Who's got a bit to prove. I think also um, who knows championship football inside out. Um, and he's also got Cummings, who, you know, if he lives up to the potential he's got, gives Dundee a terrific uh, boost up front as well. So, you know, all of a sudden you've got McMullen, you've got Cummings available, you've got So available. McGowan's playing in that much more forward, almost striking role these days. You've got a, a good-looking midfield with, you know, Adam and Byrne company. Um, so, on the face of it, Dundee are, are, are building, you know, that, that really, really strong squad, not just for next season, <clears throat> but mainly for this season to, to get themselves up. And... I'd like to think you could back that squad against whoever finished in second place in the Premiership. But the Premiership side have always got the advantage in the fact that they've been playing at a higher level, a higher tempo, mentally and physically, for the whole season. And that's always got to be overcome. Good stuff. Well, well Dundee have got a lot of games to go before we get to that that stage. Let's let's hope one of them gets played at the weekend. But like like uh, like Sean was saying, don't blame us if there's, uh, if there's not... <laughs> If there's nothing to preview yet again, but let's hope we've got a Dundee game to talk about next week. Anyway, cheers again, guys, and we will be back next week. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people to find talking football, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget too to pick up your copy of The Courier Monday to Saturday or go to thecourier.co.uk slash subscribe to find out how to get our award-winning sport, business and local journalism across Tayside and Fife in the way that's right for you. The Courier. Local matters.